What do you think has worked the best for you? Because I'm sure you've noticed vacations are different for you now, too. What has helped you the most? I think that all the planning, it's very helpful to know what's going to happen. Why is that so helpful for you? I just like knowing what's going to happen because it means I can prepare for it ahead of time. I can, like, set my all my expectations and not be wrong. Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today's episode features another conversation with my 11-year-old son, Asher. We know that a lot of families are traveling this summer and going on holidays, whether to the beach, camping, national parks, trips abroad, and we also know that vacations can be equal parts awesome and difficult for families with differently wired kids. So today, Asher and I are going to tell you about the many different strategies we've tried and tweaked over the years to help make our vacations go more smoothly. Of course, life is life and we're not looking for happily ever after here, but we have come up with some strategies that have absolutely allowed our family to not only enjoy the vacations much more than before, but also grow closer together in the process. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. To learn more about this podcast and Tilt, the revolution for parents raising atypical kids, visit www.tiltparenting.com. My husband and I love to travel. It's one of our favorite things to do. And when my husband's work asked us to move abroad for an indefinite amount of time, we leapt at the opportunity because we knew it meant we'd get to travel a ton and explore Europe, a place we really hadn't spent much time in before moving to Amsterdam three years ago. We did travel a fair bit in the U.S. when Asher was younger, but the majority of these trips were either to Pennsylvania and Maryland to see my family or California and Oregon to visit Darren's family, scattered with a few family vacations to places like Orlando, Phoenix, New York, and the Jersey Shore. But we realized pretty early on that we had a problem, and maybe it's a problem you've experienced too. See, while we loved to travel, it didn't necessarily bring out the best in Asher, In fact, it often ratcheted up the intensity level from highly discombobulating to flat-out catastrophic. New routines, busier schedules, strange beds, different foods. For a highly inflexible little person with sensory issues, vacations were the perfect storm. It was the fall before we moved that I had my first aha moment about the Asher vacation conundrum. So I actually wanted to start by talking about what happened I don't know if you remember this. Actually, you're showing me Mickerson. Mickerson, for those of you who are listening, is Asher's... How would you describe Mickerson? Friend. (laughs) He's Asher's friend. He's a -a one-of-a-kind stuffy, for lack of a better word. But he's a monster. And uh, Because monsters need friends, too. Because they do. (laughs) And we got Mickerson in Victoria. And we were on holiday with... Um, Asher's dad, my ah, husband, yeah, Darren's particularly parents. that we mentioned him in this episode. Isn't it? So do you remember that vacation much? It was probably four years ago when you were about seven. Uh, yeah, kind of. I remember the part where I saw Mickerson. <laughs> yeah, it was love at first sight. I had to, like, do chores for a month. Yes. To pay for him. That's true. It was so worth it. So the reason I wanted to talk about Victoria was we took your dad's parents, grandma and grandpa, to Victoria for a weekend. It was a really short trip. We were living in Seattle at the time, and we took them to Victoria for a weekend, and they had a lot of things they wanted to see, and we had a lot of things we wanted to do, 
And you were wanted a lot of time to just chill out in the hotel. With Mickerson. No, this was even before you got Mickerson. <gasps> but I remember we went <laughs> out to dinner in the Stone Age. We went out to dinner to like a really nice restaurant and you just kind of had a bit of a meltdown. You were done over the weekend. It was just too much. And so I took you from the restaurant and we went and we found a bench outside and you were still small enough that you sat on my lap and we had a long talk and we kind of realized that there's something you really need when you're on holiday. So do you remember what it was we discovered when we were talking on that bench in terms of what you needed? That we need at least a day of just chilling out wherever we were. I can't just, like, go everywhere, do everything every single day. Yeah, and specifically, like, you... You can go everywhere and do everything nearly every single day. Right, but it's that first day. That was the big aha moment, that the day we arrived, you wanted to just chill. You wanted to get to the hotel or whatever and just chill. And that was good to know. And it was also, like, well, gosh, how do we make that work if we're only going away for a weekend, right? Because... If you chill the first day, you've only really got one day. But we, we've tried to incorporate that. I remember that conversation so clearly. I think it was the first time Asher and I had a mature conversation where he told me exactly what he needed. I remember thinking, ah, this is a person who knows what he needs. That's going to be super helpful. I'm going to need to access that insight more. But while I had this aha moment, we still had a long way to go to get to a point where vacations didn't involve one or more breakdowns on pretty much all of our parts. Power struggles, heaps of frustration, and the occasional public blowout. Our first trip post-Amsterdam move was to a small island off the coast of Holland called Tessel, where we went for a weekend. I still have nightmares about that trip. (laughs) That was a rough one. (laughs) Do you remember that trip? Uh, Kind of. Yeah, that was a dark time for our family. (laughs) And then we did a trip to Barcelona, which was pretty eye-opening because I think it was the first time we really realized that... I like steak. We did discover (laughs) that the meat in Barcelona is quite tasty. And, you know, I'm someone who wants to see and do everything, especially in a city like Barcelona where there's so many cool museums and the shopping and the food. And and you really wanted to make sure that we built in time to just chill in the apartment. And we learned that when we pushed you too far and we didn't give you that. Then I got kind of annoyed. Yeah, that's a serious understatement. (laughs) Kind of annoyed. (laughs) We had some pretty rough days during that trip. Slightly frustrated. Slightly, more than slightly frustrated. (laughs) So what we did for our next really big trip, which was probably a year later that we really started to get our act together, we started incorporating some of the things we've done in homeschool in terms of coming up with a plan and talking with you about what your expectations were. Because... What is one of your biggest kind of triggers, things that throws you off? Yeah, when my expectations aren't being met. Right, when you have something in mind and then it doesn't work out that way. It's like me thinking, okay, so this is going to happen and this this is going to happen. That's great, I like that. And it's like, wait, what? I thought that was supposed to happen. It's like, no, we changed it. Yeah, and that doesn't fly with you, right? That's tough. I decided that I was going to meltdown-proof our next trip. 
I figured that if we got clear on our expectations ahead of time and then came up with a plan for how those expectations could be met, then we'd be golden. Our first smooth sailing vacation. I started creating printouts. The first one is that I came up with this family goals worksheet. I'm really big into worksheets, right? There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of <laughs> worksheeting. <laughs> worksheeting and paperwork in this house, but I thought it was important that we filled this out before we went in. Actually, we're looking at a copy of it right here and it only has my mind filled out. I don't know if you and dad got around to it, but the plan was that we would each write down our goals for the trip. And so I wrote, have a peaceful trip where we all work well as a family, no yelling, etc. See a lot of beautiful architecture and spend a little alone time because I need some of that too when we're on vacation. So this was the first thing we did was fill out our family goals. In case you're interested, I will share the template on the show notes if you want to check it out. But while the vacation goal worksheet was good information to have, the one I was really excited about was called the Asher Concerns Worksheet. I based it on the collaborative problem-solving model that we use in which we try to identify ahead of time what might be hard in a situation and then brainstorm solutions. That way he doesn't perseverate on it and get anxious and bring that stressful energy into the situation, which in this case is our holiday. Can you walk us through, if you can read my writing, what some of your concerns were and what our solutions were? Well, we had a concern that we'd be jet-lagged. Yeah, and that was one of your concerns, (laughs) jet-lagged, and... So as I explained to you, it's a super short trip. And then I said that we would be staying on our regular time schedule. But that was a good one to know because I wouldn't have known that was an issue for you or that that was something you were concerned about until you said it. And then as soon as I said, oh, there is no time difference. We won't be jet lagged. And I was like, oh, here. Yeah, that was instant relief. So what's another one of your concerns that you had for this trip? That I'd be really cold while we were there because it was kind of cold. More specifically, it says butt frozen on day trips, (laughs) walking around. Yeah, freeze my butt off. Right. And you really are someone who does not like to be cold. Yeah. I'm with you on that, so I totally get that. And the solution we wrote down was, well, first I let you know that it was warmer. Nobody who isn't warm is going to like to be cold. That's true. Some people dislike it more than others, right? I know that for you... Walking around is already hard, but if you add that extra piece of discomfort of being too cold, then it can kind of ruin a day. So what we talked about was, I explained that it's warmer, so it shouldn't be a problem. Then I wrote down layers. We'll leave, I can't read my writing either, but that we would have a lot of layers on and we'll shed them if we get too warm. And that if we're feeling cold, we would get some hot chocolate. Yes. (laughs) So we kind of dealt with that concern. There's two more on here. Let's go through them. So I wouldn't have enough time to chill. To chill in the pool specifically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, We had a one hour long swim guaranteed. Right. We said. Ideally two 30 minutes. Right. So we said if we're staying in a place with a pool, we guarantee you an hour of pool time each day that we're there which is awesome which was awesome and that totally worked and then your last concern was that you wouldn't have enough time hanging out with your dad yeah who at the time was working a lot a lot and didn't have a lot of free time so our solution we talked about that dad would not be working 
and oh. that the two of you would be guaranteed some screen time together because that's how you guys like to bond a lot is doing screen time. So you yeah, were guaranteed some screen time. Really cool mod that I won't mention because we're anonymous. Okay. And we posted it. We will not discuss the anonymous awesome mod that you guys created. <laughs> we'll just say that we recommend that. <laughs> Redacted mod in Minecraft. <laughs> we'll talk about that in another episode if you want to come out and share that. We'll be right back after this quick break. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary of Gotcha Day when we adopted our sweet Haskell, my cat who acts like a dog, plays fetch, and who I'm pretty sure has sensory processing differences. Are you getting a new pet soon? That means you'll need to think about getting the necessities like food, toys, a bed. Something you may not be thinking about, though, is pet insurance. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com parenting. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com parenting. Again, that's ASPCA petinsurance.com slash parenting. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. There's so much more to maintaining a healthy gut microbiome than eating a balanced and healthy diet, travel, certain medications, and of course, something many of us have plenty of in our daily life, stress, are just some of the other factors that can totally throw off our systems. Enter Ritual. They created Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Their supplement includes two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gas, and diarrhea. I like Symbiotic Plus because it delivers all this goodness in one single nested minty delayed released capsule designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. And because the capsules don't require refrigeration, I just keep them on my desk so that I get that helpful visual cue every morning. Plus, they're easy to bring with me when I travel. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. So, all right, so that's the second piece. So before the trip, we had our, we went through all your concerns and that was a really great conversation because I would have had no idea that these were things that could have caused you stress or anxiety during the trip. And because we came up with a solution ahead of time, they were not an issue on the trip. Do you remember? This all went really smoothly. This worksheet definitely made a difference on this trip and for future trips. 
Because one of the things I've learned about Asher over the years, and I'm sure this is true about your own kids as well, is that no matter how strange or irrational or unexpected or, in our mind, nonsensical his negative reaction or difficult behavior might be, there is always an underlying reason. He's not just being difficult for the sake of being difficult. There's always something else going on that's triggering that response. So the Asher Concerns Worksheet helped problem solve around a lot of those underlying reasons and solve them before they even became an issue, mostly. So the last thing that we had that we actually used on the trip every day was like a daily planner. And so every night we would fill this out together. And the top part, and I will post this on the website for people to see, the top part has a big section for our plan for the day. So whether we were doing a tour or we were going to go to a market for lunch or whatever we were doing, that would be written down so that you knew the night before what we were doing. Yeah. And then do you want to walk us through what these other yeah. parts we, are? So first we write down our the time we leave our hotel. Right. So you knew what time we had to be out the door. Because yeah. sometimes it's time sensitive, right? What we're doing. We can't miss a train or something. Then we also wrote down the time that we were trying that we we're going to return. Right. So you knew about when we would be back. So how long yeah. in total we'd be out for the day. Yep. What's next? Then we had when I would have my screen time with dad. That's right. We wanted you to know that that was definitely going to happen. And not only was it definitely going to happen, but here's around when it's going to happen. And then we also have when I'll get to swim. And then we also have any special requests or comments. That's correct. We would go through this every night and then we would all actually sign it. So we like to put things not only in writing, but we seal it with a signature. (laughs) Ellis, fast in the third. So here's what I will say about this trip. I was, because we did all this prep work, I was convinced that we were going to go on this vacation and it was going to be smooth with not one meltdown, no problems. Easy peasy lemon squeezy the whole time. Few meltdowns. Yeah, it didn't work out that way. We did have a few meltdowns, and not but just no, you, but as many. <laughs> but not as many as usual. It definitely was a much smoother trip, and I feel it was like the start of a new era of yeah. vacations, right? The vacation era. Ah, yes, the vacation era. So we use those forms for the next year or so, but as time has gone by and Asher's matured and we've shifted the types of vacations we were doing from city museum sightseeing kind of things to family nature adventure kinds of things, we've gotten kind of into a new phase of, dare I say, peace and tranquility on our family trips. But though we don't do the problem-solving worksheets anymore, we still do a lot of work around schedules and planning. I think one of the biggest game changers is our day of departure planner or or schedule that we make because even, first of all, you're excited to travel now. Like in the mornings if we have an early flight, you get up and you're ready. However, there's always stress at that last minute because like we can't miss a flight. So whenever we have that... It's like the amazing race. It is like the amazing race. Whenever we have that added stressor of time I get more anxious your dad gets more anxious and then you I think you feed off of our energy and then all of a sudden you decide you need something in that moment and the taxi's there and it just becomes this ah Ah. 
It becomes really stressful. I need my croissant. And I don't know that we left for the airport in years without a lot of just, you know, some yelling, some stress, some really kind of not great energy going on. So you want to explain what we do now in terms of on our whiteboard? Yeah, we take a whiteboard and we write down our departure schedule. So we usually include when we wake up, when we get ready to go. Um, when when we depart, when we arrive at the airport, when we have to get on the flight, and then when we arrive in our destination. Yeah, we always start with the time our flight leaves. We write that on the bottom of the whiteboard, and then we backtrack. If our flight leaves at this time, what time do we need to be at the airport? Yeah. If we need to be at the airport by then, what time do we have to leave the apartment? If we have to leave the apartment, what time do we need to be putting shoes on? And we've learned to leave like 15 minutes for shoes and coats because that's where things can get really sluggish. I think I'm not going to be alone here and people listening to the podcast who who feel that sometimes it's that it's putting on shoes and coats can sometimes take like an hour. So having the schedule has really helped and building in a lot of time. And I will also show a picture of one of our whiteboards because, but that changed everything. Nobody, we go. Th- nobody listening to this podcast can imagine a whiteboard. I will share the whiteboard <laughs> with our departure oh. plan. Mm-hmm. We also, before we go, I know now to really kind of I show you lots of websites or pictures of the kinds of things that we're going to be doing. Yeah, like for example, we went ziplining, so we went to like the planning website and we watch videos of people ziplining until we got really jealous and <laughs> yeah i i did show you those videos and they were they got you very excited too which i knew was gonna be motivating for you to have a good trip but for you to even see images of this is this is the room this is the hotel we're staying in this is the uh, um, airbnb airbnb apartment we're renting you will have your own room like as much as i can do to provide you with information ahead of time so there aren't a lot of surprises and that's another thing that's really helpful just kind of walk through it ahead of time we'll be right back after this quick break hey there it's debbie i love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids i've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. 
However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I also am someone who makes pretty detailed schedules. Maybe listeners are starting to realize that about me. I like my charts and graphs and schedules and color-coded things, but I make a detailed schedule of the entire trip, and I walk through that with you ahead of time, generally more than once, so that you start getting in your head, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to these places. These are going to be long days in the car. These are going to be really packed days. And these are days that we're going to chill out so that you can set your expectations. So then what's the last thing that we do that really helped us, especially on this most recent trip? Well, over dinner, we usually talk through what we're going to do the next day. So we all know what we're going to do once we wake up. Kind of like the whiteboard thing. So I'm curious to know your, because there are a lot of families have these same kind of challenges and travel can be stressful for many, many families and for kids whose routines are thrown off. So I'm wondering, what do you think has worked the best for you? Because I'm sure you've noticed vacations are different for you now too. What has helped you the most? I think that all the planning, it's very helpful to know what's going to happen. Why is that so helpful for you? I just like knowing what's going to happen because it means I can prepare for it ahead of time. I can like set my all my expectations and not be wrong. Do you think about it that when you go to bed that night? Do you imagine what's going to happen or like yeah, how does it work? I kind of think about what 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 it's going to be like and set my expectations. And then. There was one day in our last trip where I really ran you guys ragged. I walked you all over because. Oh, yeah, the one where we did the wall tour. We did the wall tour, and then I made you take a boat to an island. And then walk all over the island. We had to circumnavigate the whole planet. And (laughs) And then we took a cable car up to the top of a mountain, and I made you guys hike down the mountain. Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) Uh, But it was so satisfying once we finished it. But how did you get through that day? Because that was not an Asher kind of a day. Not sure. Was it because you knew it was really important to me or because you, I told you the night before so you just kind of bucked up and went with it? It was because I knew that that was the plan. We just had to get through climbing and then the next day we'd be on a nice gentle boat tour and not moving a muscle. 
we moved a few muscles, but only a few of them. I'm thinking of something else that we do that helps. It's a little ice cream treat that we indulged in. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Gelato. Yeah, it's amazing how a little gelato can be motivating. Strong motivating. (laughs) At the right time. (laughs) It's like, you you want power of the entire planet or gelato? Gelato. (laughs) Ah. No, but that is something that we... I don't know that I would call it bribery, but a little uh, dangling, a little gelato as a reward at the end of a <laughs> yeah. of a long hike or a long walk or something. Yeah, for you is a big motivator. Can you think of any other strategies that have helped? Because you're such a good traveler now. You like you're a fantastic traveler. Like, what are some things that you do personally that you think make travel fun for you? Well, I helped decide on what we're going to do. Yeah, you're bringing up a good point. We loop you into... Yeah, it's not like, okay, today we're doing this, and then tomorrow we're doing this, and then the day after that we're doing that. But I don't want to do that too bad, because this is vacation. <laughs> you will have fun. <laughs> yeah, and you'll like it. Yeah, we definitely, we loop you in... <laughs> We try to give you options, not all the time. And some days are more days where your dad or I get to call the shots and some days are more focused on your interests. And that has really helped because then when you have those things that really engage you, it makes you more flexible and more easygoing about the things that your dad and I really want to do, even if they're not so very interesting to you, right? Right. So any other... Everyone gets to do what they want. Partially. Partially. It's a lot of compromise. Yeah. What else has really helped you survive or get through vacations with food? Say more. (laughs) Well, we usually go to new restaurants and eat loads of food. Yummy steaks. So you get excited about the culinary experience. Yeah. You know what else we did on this trip, was, which was interesting, was we, you and I went for a run every morning. Yeah, that was loads of fun. Do you think that that helped? Yeah, it's awesome. Why do you think that helped for the vacation to go smoother? It's kind of common. Hmm. You also got to see things you wouldn't have normally yeah. seen. And what's the most important thing for you when you're traveling that you need to have that help that kind of helps keep you happy? Well, rest time. We need to... Yeah, we usually just need to chill for a bit. And what do you do during your chill time? I don't know. Um... Play things on the iPad, read, but only for a bit. I mean, the iPad. I read for a while. Sometimes I rest with Nickerson. So all those things you think help it go more smoothly? Okay. All right, well, any other thoughts about vacation? Any, any, Any advice for other parents, or for me for that matter, on things... That could help vacations go even more smoothly. Use some sandpaper. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) So, there you have it. A potpourri of travel strategies that have transformed our vacations from stressful to not quite as stressful to mostly awesome and connecting for our family. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tilt Parenting Podcast. Hopefully you took away something from our conversation that you can use in your own world to help family holidays go more smoothly. 
And if you want to get a closer look at all the worksheets we mentioned, I'll include downloadable PDFs of everything on the show notes for this episode, which you can find online at tiltparenting.com slash session 15. For a list of all the podcast episodes, visit tiltparenting.com slash podcast. Also, we've recently begun posting edited transcriptions of previous episodes on the Tilt blog after hearing from members of the Tilt community that they'd like to read the interviews and conversations. Lastly, if you liked this episode, and if you haven't already subscribed on iTunes, I invite you to do that. And if you are subscribed but haven't left us an honest review, I invite you to do that as well. Getting more reviews and subscribers is the best way for us to grow and connect with our audience of parents raising differently wired kids. Thanks again for tuning in. And for more information on the Tilt Revolution, to sign up for our community and learn more, visit www.tiltparenting.com. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.